We present I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, the antidote to panel game. At the piano is Matthew Scott and your chairman is Humphrey Littleton. Hello and welcome to I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue and I'm delighted to say that according to a recent survey this program is very popular with doctors. They prescribe it instead of Mogadon. So to bring you another dose this week are Tim Brooke Taylor and Willie Rushton on my right. And Graham Garden and Barry Cryer on my left. And we go straight into a nice easy round. This one's called Telegrams and this is where I ask the various members of the team to give me some telegrams which they wish to send to various well-known people. We'll start with Graham Garden. Ah, right, in at the deep end. I sent a telegram to the team of Game for a Laugh, saying, break a leg. <laughs> <laughs> Tim. Uh, I'd like to send the, a telegram uh, to Alfred the Great. Actually, it says, urgent, stop. Oven temperature should read centigrade, not Fahrenheit. <laughs> <laughs> Having elicited a round of applause, you get a mark, Tim, and we go to Barry. Um, mine is uh, to King Tutankhamun. Please contact the British Museum. Your mummy is seriously ill. <laughs> Again. Oh. Right. Willie Rushton. I've sent one to La Darmo Camellias, saying, cough, cough, hawk, spit, cough, cough, I love you too. Cough, cough, Rushton. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know her very well, otherwise. Uh. <laughs> I have intercepted one from Richard Burton to Elizabeth Taylor, saying, suppose short meaningless marriage out of question, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> There's one Brit Eklund sends to various friends, Humph, that uh, when she's getting a bit restive, it, it reads, uh, not getting any better, come home at once. And the post office keeps sending one that says, not getting any, better come home at once. <laughs> also one from Lady Godiva's husband. Ah, uh, you read this interesting fact this, that she actually went through the streets naked just to be against him because of his tax raising money. Just an interesting fact. So his telegram goes, all right, all right, keep your hair on. <laughs> oh, the problem is you can't actually send telegrams anymore. They've sort of done away with them, haven't they? And you do some strange telephone uh, business now. In fact, I sent a telegram to the head of the post office about it saying, new telegram service, very poor, letter precedes. <laughs> I'd like to send one to Napoleon saying ignore boots outside tent they're only Wellington <laughs> okay well uh, you're ahead Barry by several points and this is the point where I give the team's advance notice of the late arrivals whom they'll be announcing at the end of the programme and I'm going to ask them this week to announce the late arrivals at the students ball the students ball <coughs> Okay, now we have the round called Good News, Bad News, and uh, someone whom I'm about to nominate in this game will start with some good news, and then the next person will give us the corresponding bad news, and then the next person will give us the good news, and then the person after that will give us the bad news, and so on, and so on, and so on, until I press the buzzer. And we're going to start with you, Barry Cryer. Good news. Um, the, the Pope is visiting us this summer. Bad news, oh dear, Granny's in the spare room.
good news, that's all right. Granny doesn't mind sharing. <laughs> bad news. Uh, what about the snoring and uh, all the bad language? <clears throat> that's all right. Granny's deaf. <laughs> Bad news. There's only a single bed. <laughs> uh, good news. The Pope has taken a vow of celibacy. Bad news. Granny hasn't. <laughs> Willie Rushton, you got, got the most points there in, in terms of audience response. And uh, we're going to start now the next one with you, Graham. Uh, good news. The pandas at London Zoo have mated. Bad news. One with an elephant. <laughs> and one with Sir Dolly Zuckerman. <laughs> no offence, Dolly. <laughs> okay, well, with Tim and Willie in the lead now, we go on to a game called Name This Tune, which is the grammatical version of Name That Tune. And this is the round in which I ask our teams to identify some tunes from extracts which will be played by Matthew Scott at the piano. And uh, Tim Brooke Taylor, we're going to start now. As Matthew will either play the beginning notes or the end notes of the tune. Great. This is just the time signal. <laughs> The roses in your garden Are they blooming as they always do? No, she does a better <laughs> <laughs> Obviously not that one. Is that your final answer? No. <laughs> uh, it's, a lo it's the end of the long way to Tipperary. It's the um, Z cast theme. Somewhere over the rainbow. Anybody in the audience got it? I've forgotten what it was. Don't give it. <laughs> no, nobody's got it. Tennis can get answer. rid of it. I know you're going to love this. Oh. Matthew's going to play the answer. <laughs> <laughs> he was right first time. No, he didn't uh, enter that one as a as a serious Bingo entry. He went on to something else. I hadn't even think. reached the. <laughs> Barry Cryer, this is the end of a piece. How about this? <laughs> Sorry, my life. <laughs> <laughs> No, well, I'll, I'll forfeit them. Is that a clue? I'll them in another round. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Matthew Scott, will you give the answer? <laughs> well played, then, of No marks there for, for Barry Cryer. Oh, we go over to oh. Willie Rushton. How about these three notes? Where are they? <laughs> Hesitation. On, on the... On the <laughs> <laughs> Three blind mice. Um, is that your final answer? Oh, Rosemary, I love you. I'm always dreaming of you. Three blind mice. Yes.
So you think it's either the beginning or the end of Three Blind Mice? Yes. All right. right well, let's see. Matthew Scott, will you play it? Rosemary. Rosemary. I think you play a little bit more. Oh, oh Rosemary. The man just stood up on the M40. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were wrong, Willie, there. That was the end, of course, of the National Anthem. And, uh, Graham Garden, we go over to you to redeem not only your side, but the other side as well, with uh, your answer to this, this extract. Norman Tabbit. No. <laughs> it's, it's a song, isn't it? It's the end of a song. <laughs> The end of one of those musical songs. Yeah. Um, I did it my way. I did it my way. Oh. Hardly seems necessary, but let's hear the answer from Matthew Scott. <laughs> yes, it was, of course, the beginning of the James Bond theme, so yeah. I'm afraid nobody gets any marks. <laughs> We have a round now called Complete Speeches. For this round, we're going to play some extracts from famous speeches and ask the teams to complete them. One mark for a correct answer and many more marks for an incorrect one. We're going to start now with a speech by ex-president Gerald Ford. I don't believe that the Romanians consider themselves dominated by the Soviet Union. I don't believe that the Poles consider themselves dominated by the Soviet Union. I don't believe what I'm saying. <laughs> that actually is the correct answer, so you only get the one point there. And the uh, second one, who's going to do the second one? It's going to be you, Graham, is it? Right. Here's yeah. a speech by ex-president-elect President Reagan. Together, we're going to do what has to be done. So, Nancy, pass me the Grecian 2000. <laughs> Okay, that puts you in the lead. And now, uh, Tim Brooke Taylor, here's a speech by Mrs. Thatcher. I think it depends upon who the person is. I don't think that there will be a woman prime minister uh, in my lifetime. But then I'm wrong about almost everything. <laughs> and it depends what you mean by a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Bonus mark to Willie Rushton. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> it's your turn, uh, Barry Cryer, and to inject a little life into the programme, will you complete a speech now by Chancellor of the Exchequer, Sir Geoffrey Howe? But I, I hesitate always to be precise about figures. <laughs> I estimate she's a 38-seat cup. <laughs> We've got another one for you now, uh, Willie Rushton. And this again is another speech by Mrs. Thatcher. And I want to tell you that my colleagues and I will not be deflected. There can be no U-turns along this road. You'll just have to wait till the Watford Gap finishes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we had to have one by Winston Churchill, and here it is now for you, Graham Garden. I have nothing to offer but blood, toil, tears, and sweat. 
but I think there's a light ale in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, uh, Timbrook Taylor, will you complete this speech by General Hay? Well, there are contingency plans in the NATO uh, doctrine to fire a nuclear weapon for demonstrative purposes. At Birmingham. <laughs> or we could form the wagons into a circle. <laughs> or we could shoot them straight upwards. And come straight down on I it. don't have another one for you, Barry Crow, which means that Tim and Willie win that round. Still <laughs> one short. This is the round called Just a Minim now. This is a musical round in which team members attempt to sing a song for a minute without hesitation, repetition or deviation. <laughs> We're going to start with you, Willie Rushton, and our song is Old MacDonald Had a Farm. <laughs> Challenge from Graham. Meditation. No, I'm vamping till ready. <laughs> yes, I'll, I'll allow that. <laughs> Willie's vamping till ready. <laughs> Old MacDonald had a farm. E-I-A-E-U. <laughs> Challenge from Graham. Repetition of E. I second <laughs> Okay, you you have uh, another minute to finish the song, Graham Garden. And on this establishment, he has... Tell him, Tim. Hesitation. I I, I, I think I can't hesitate within a word. Dragging the note out, that's all. It was interpretation. (laughs) Carry on, Graham. Challenge from Tim? Hesitation. Or was it interpretation? (laughs) No, that was hesitation. Will you continue the song? I, 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 and on this farm he had some chicks, LZQPR, with a chick and a cow and a... Here. Challenge from Graham Garden. Hesitation. Hesitation. Yes, that's right, Graham. I so. said deviation. <laughs> you have one minute, ten seconds in which to complete the song. And a hen's noise there, here a row, there a din, everywhere a chick, chick. <laughs> Challenge from Willie. Let Repetition me. of everywhere. <laughs> That's right. Will you continue the song now? You only have six yes. seconds. Young McSomething had another agricultural establishment. <laughs> SPQRT. <laughs> and on this place in the country, he had some ducks. TTFN. <laughs> <laughs> With a... <clears throat> here. And a whoops. Bang. There. Here a zoom. There a blast. Everywhere, smack, boom. Challenge <laughs> from Barry Cryer. Repetition of A. We've got to feed the creatures. <laughs> I'll allow that, although, strictly speaking, A is uh, p- part of the title which you're allowed to repeat. But Barry Cryer. Oh, good luck with the turkeys. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Barry. <laughs> 25 seconds starting now. Old Farquhar Hoffman. <laughs> holding. NBG Olay. And on this plot, he had some turkeys. <laughs> NATO, North Atlantic Treaty Organization. <laughs> With a... Um, ornithological noise here <laughs> and uh, 
uh, anticipatory Christmas uh, emissions there. Challenge from Willie Rice. Failure to say gobble. <laughs> oh, I could have said it once, couldn't I? Yeah. Right, in, you, 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 but I'm prepared to all the time. Willie Rice and you have one and a half seconds. Ah, I can take a song. Here are some turkeys. <laughs> Barry Cryer wins that round and we go on now to <laughs> a round called Feed Your Friend. In this next round, the team oh, members yeah. are going to feed each other using small bowls of food and plastic spoons. And to add to the excitement and tension, they're all going to be blindfolded. There is a time limit of one minute and the winning team will be the one that eats more of the food and less of the spoon. Right, will you adjust your blindfold, please, team? I can't find it. Oh, <laughs> oh I... I... Should have picked the food up before I put the blindfold on. I'm going to stand to dress blindfold. <laughs> right, you all, all the teams are blindfolded now, and you have one minute, teams. Can we settle on the bowl? Can we find the bowl first? <laughs> Is it? Could I have a last cigarette? <laughs> I've just eaten mine. Okay, teams. Start feeding each other now. Say something. Oh, I know, I'm over here. <laughs> Oh, Barry Cryer's ahead, I think. Willie Rustin has one mouthful. Tim Brooke Taylor hasn't yet had a mouthful at One minute is up. Oh, God. Will you remove your blindfold, <laughs> team? Now, if you'll all bring the bowls up to me. <laughs> Jim, have the And I'll decide who's won. <laughs> I've just eaten seven cigarettes in. <laughs> Barry cried. Oh, that's a better, much better one. Cork tips and full of calories. <laughs> I want to warn the others, that was bran. <laughs> <laughs> Short show this week, folks. <laughs> but we hope it'll run. <laughs> I have to tell you, ladies and gentlemen uh, at home, that Timbrook Taylor's bowl is empty. <laughs> and all the others have a considerable amount of food in them. Oh. Thereby implying that Timbrook Taylor cheated. <laughs> <laughs> which means that Barry Cryer, Graham Garden, and Willie Rushton share the marks in that round. And we go on now to my favourite round, tag wrestling. We haven't played it yet in this series. In this round, I'm going to give each team the payoff of a story, the punchline of a story. And I shall then start one of you off telling a story to work towards your punchline. Then, when I feel like it, I shall press my buzzer, and a member from the opposing team will have to take up that story, but working towards his quite different punchline. It's very entertaining. And, uh, <laughs> Mary and Graham, I'm going to give you your punchline, so, uh, so you take it down now. The king took one look at the mule and fell off his pogo stick. <laughs> well, he made it. Tim and Willie, yours is the nun gave the plumber the kiss of life and he went on to win. <laughs> is that the end? Oh, and, uh, <coughs> and he went on to win. And he went on to win. That's a quote from a Barbara Carlton novel. <laughs> Barry and Graham, you've had longer to think about it. So, Graham, you start. It was a warm and sunny day in the palace gardens. 
and the king was rounding a corner on his pogo stick just by the bottom left-hand corner of the flower bed when he saw his ostler ostling a... Oh. Gave him such a fright, he fell off his pogo stick and broke his neck. <laughs> and where better to be treated than by some nuns in the cottage hospital treating the king who had fallen off the pogo stick. Now, it just happened that at that moment they'd had burst water pipes. Uh, in fact, um, uh, a lorry had shed its... <laughs> shed its load of water and um, the, the, plumber was, um, the plumber was in to, uh, to fix it. Away from me, sisters, he cried. I cannot tarry here. Broken though my regal neck may be, it is the day of the royal mule races. I must get back to the palace forthwith. So he leapt upon his pogo stick. What those mules need is a plumber. He said. <laughs> Quite naturally, it caused the mother superior to faint. Oh, is that the wrong way around? <laughs> That's not what the mother superior thought. <laughs> Oh, we, 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 we there, yeah, yes, the mother's oh, area lay there, unconscious for many weeks, <laughs> while the plumber finished lagging the mules and had them sent away to the palace, where the king, much recovered, was once again rounding the corner by the bottom left-hand flower bed on his pogo stick. You'd have thought he would have known better. There was the ostler, <laughs> way over tea, back into the hospital. <laughs> well, the mother superior, lying on her back, was able to call one of the nuns. And, uh, and said, bring in the plumber immediately. The king has wrecked his neck. And as you know, he's got a pipe up. There. You probably don't know this. <laughs> thing actually hasn't been mentioned in the story so far. There's a pipe. It's rather sad this. He had an injury when he was a child. And he had a pipe up through his neck so that he could breathe. And so she called for the plumber to come over. I didn't believe I'd get this far. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't. It hasn't been mentioned because it's not relevant to this story. <laughs> He said, good heavens, I can't stay here with a mother superior lying on her back. Um, people will talk. So he made an excuse and left, leapt upon his pogo stick and came face to face uh, with, with a mule. <laughs> who was, in fact, the favourite in the race and called, fortunately, the nun. No, not at all. Couldn't it be the plumber <laughs> leapt onto his back. The plumber was going to ride the nun in the race. Unfortunately, it fell off, but the nun swiftly gave the plumber the kiss of like, oh. <laughs> so the plumber fell off the nun. But <laughs> so the only way I'm going to win this race is to get one of my lagged mules and use that as a, a stand-in for the nun, which he did. And very pretty it looked in its surplus and snood. <laughs> the king... Silly fool, rounding the corner yet again of the left-hand flower saw the mule. Ah! <laughs> Silly fool indeed. For what did he see? For the hostler. <laughs> and back in the hospital, he was watching the television. <laughs> Three o'clock from Chipstow, where a plumber was riding the nun, and it fell off. And uh, the nun gave the plumber the kiss of life and went on to win. <laughs> And this is the point where we all sit back and listen to the teams announce the late arrivals oh. at the students' ball. Will you welcome, please, Mr. and Mrs. Technic and their daughter, Polytechnic. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Mater and their daughter, Alma. 
Mr. and Mrs. Durgrad and their son, Ern Durgrad. Will you please, on a more serious note, please. <laughs> oh, good. Welcome, Mr. and Mrs. Versity Cups and their scandalous daughter, the scandalous University Cups. <laughs> yeah, yeah, how yeah, true. Yeah. How true. How true, yeah. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Smark and their father, Pa Smark. <laughs> Will you welcome, oh. please, the Ology family? Oh, yes. <laughs> well, I'd start playing music now, I think. <laughs> their sons, Phil and Archie. <laughs> their daughter, Sue, and her effervescent sister, Fizzy. <laughs> their friend, Anthropology. <laughs> and their boyfriend, Theo. Ology, and the other family. And the one we're worried about, Bye. <laughs> Over there, pulling himself together by the curtain, Sammy Nah. <laughs> There's the large-chested algae bra. <laughs> and here come Mr. and Mrs. Maddox, and their clever daughter, Advanced Mathematics, <laughs> and her horse trigonometry. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Reticle Physics have walked into the room. Welcome, welcome, Mr. and Mrs. Reticle Physics, and their daughter Thea. Oh. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Recultural College and their daughter Aggie Recultural College. There are a lot of students here, you know, they all came in a silly bus. <laughs> On that note, Mr. and Mrs. Mentry College and their daughter Elementary College. <laughs> well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we come to the end of uh, this week's programme. Until next week, thank you for listening and join us then. Goodbye. Graham Garden, Timbrook Taylor and Willie Rushton were being given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton with Matthew Scott setting some of them to music. The programme was produced by Paul Mayhew Archer. Thank you, Charles, to hear that programme on Monday evening at half past six.